Hey there. Thanks for tuning in to Ermia Matters, a podcast about higher education, risk management, and insurance. Let's get to it. Greetings out there. Welcome to Ermia Matters. This is Jenny Whittington hosting once again. And I have two of my favorite people with me today. I have Marge Lemon from Yale and Jeff Chasen from University of Kansas. Marge, why don't you say hello? Hello, everyone. Hello, Jenny. Happy Mother's Day to all your mothers out there. Absolutely. Let's let's start with a cheer to all the mothers out there. I'm gearing up for a very special weekend. I don't know what my son or my stepson or my husband has, has in, in store for me, but I have high expectations. And welcome to you, Jeff. Welcome to you. Thank you and happy Mother's Day to all. And this is such a great time of year. So I'm just trying to really enjoy that along with the press of business back on campus. Yeah. Absolutely. So we are here today to talk about Ermia's honors and awards. It's that time of year. And I've been saying to myself that this is really the year of gratitude in, in so many ways. And I was reminded at a, at a fall conference of the Chima Group, which is a bunch of higher education associations. And, you know, we've, we've been through so much in the last two years. And I've really tried to be thankful to everyone, to all the members, to the board, to the staff. And I just want to put that out there to start this. I am grateful for you two for gathering today. And I have a question for each of you. What is your favorite thing about spring? And I'll start with you, Marge. My fa- Well, my favorite thing about spring is it means the Red Sox are back on the field. So that's one Woo-hoo! thing. Um, <laughs> But probably, well, many people know I have my walking streak that's been going on for quite a while. My favorite thing about spring is that it means I don't have to wear a bazillion layers anymore when I go walking. So that's nice. And just all of the, I love seeing the tulips, all the flowers blooming, the trees with buds on them. It's just a really, really nice time of year, especially in the Northeast when you've had a a grim, yucky winter. Yeah, well said. Okay, how about you, Jeff? What's your favorite favorite aspect of spring? Actually, Marge said it really well. I, I think I'd agree with both. It's a great time as a sports fan. The end of the NCAA tournament, which especially was fun this year at KU, obviously. But the start of the baseball season and soccer, the NFL draft. So it's just a really fun season. But, boy, there is a freedom when the weather gets nice, the ability to really walk campus start to see the end of year ceremonies and things it's just a a really upbeat pleasant and hopeful time and as you said jenny something we can all use right now yeah for sure it's it's my favorite it's a you know rebirth to me it's like everything gets to start fresh in the spring so no matter how bad the pandemic was or the winter was or last week you know whatever it may be you know it's a fresh start so that's a good point, Jeff, because commencement is, commencement is actually one of my most favorite days of the year because I usually work commencement and everybody's so happy, so excited. There's just an air about everyone. It's, it is, that's a really good point. The campus is a beautiful place to be in spring. 
Yeah, a little a little cheer out to to Rana's daughter, Katja Papish. She is graduating from University of Evansville tomorrow. Yeah, so Rana is is celebrating her right now. And yeah, that's super exciting. It goes by so fast. I mean, it's just amazing how quickly four years go by. And I know it'll be happening to you soon, Marge, with with your children. And you, Danny, with yours next year. We both have big years next year, as long as they don't mess it up in the next 12 months. Yeah. And Jeff, I think yours, yours are past, right? I've got one who's graduated last year, but getting her farm D next year. So we're excited about that. And, and then uh, that will be finished. We've had three Jayhawks and we'll be finished. But yeah, just seeing other people's families and the pride. And I used to dread those commencement ceremonies, so many names, but just seeing the, the students walk across and the families and friends I, I'm a little sappy, I guess, but I get, I'm get i getting a little choked up talking about a right. special thing, and we're privileged to, to contribute to that in, in whatever way that we do. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've always said working in higher education is just an idyllic place on, you know, most days of the year. And I mean, graduation is one of those really, really special times. So, okay, let's switch switch moments here, and we are going to dive into the Ermia Honors and, Ward, and Awards. And first, I want to start with Marge. Obviously, you are a past president of Ermia, and you've kind of a l- long time been the Ermia Honors Committee Chair. So just tell me about your duration in that role. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it until whoever the president is kicks me out, because it's a really fun role to have. I don't even know. Gosh, I've probably been sharing this. Well, let's see. I was the president in 2014, 2015. I don't, and then I was a media past president. I may have been the honors chair since then. So it may be a good like six years or so. So (laughs) Julie Grove, if you're listening, don't kick me out next year. I still want to do it. (laughs) Keep her on. She's doing a great job. That's right. But no, it is, it's a really fun role to have, to be able to kind of brainstorm and think about all the great things that all of our great Ermia members have done. And to be able to, you know, award them for doing that and, and really let the community know how wonderful our people are. And it's all exciting. And it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like a commencement. You know, everybody's happy. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. I like it's it. It's Ermia's own, own commencement exercise. So, you know, I know I, since I was par- I'm part of the committee, I support the committee and I have for my 17 years <laughs> with Ermia. Um, so I've been part of many of these discussions. And last year, the committee did something pretty interesting. You guys created two new awards. Will you speak to that? Sure. We, I mean, we recognized as a committee that there were some holes. A lot of our awards were geared more towards people maybe later in their career or, or who have been around for a very long time. And we recognized that there were some really good folks within the Ermia community that might be in maybe the newer or the middle part of the career who've served Ermia really well, who have been very innovative in how they've assisted. So we created two new awards, the Excellence in Volunteering Award and also the Visionary Award. And just so happens that the first recipient of the Visionary Award is on this podcast with us now. So congratulations to you, Jeff. We know that it was a big surprise. And, you know, the award itself was developed to to honor an institutional member who identified a need for the Ermia members and then follow through with that to come up with an innovative program or process to meet that need. So Jeff certainly did that. The committee felt that he was incredibly deserving of the award. And so last year in Seattle, he received it, even though he wasn't in Seattle. 
Yeah, and and we had a very we had a, a large ruse with, with Jeff to get him on the on the Zoom call with us. So he he was part of the meeting, but he didn't realize he was he was going to be um, awarded this this new award. So so Jeff, tell us a little bit about your experience and and why. I mean, really, when I think of, I mean, you've you've been a, a part of Ermia for a long time, but. With your um, introduction to the compliance community and leading that, you know, community, you know, really being proactive and attracting new members and, you know, very purposeful about leading the content and arranging a team to kind of take it over. So, so tell us a little bit about your Ermia interactions. Sure. So Ermia has been a most valued professional association, a work family, if you will, and has been so incredibly valuable. So yes, I, I was truly surprised, um, very surprised, but you all knew the right angle. The reason you got me to be there sort of virtually at the meeting was to do some promotion for the compliance community, which I was <laughs> only too happy to do until you turned it around. But I was, I was genuinely touched just because of how much Ermia means to me and has meant to, not just to me really personally, but my colleagues at KU and just the whole KU community, the, the way that Ermia and really to all the people that are hearing this right now, but, but in particular, the two of you, the way that Ermia has, has impacted our KU community is something that I'll always be grateful for. And in good times and bad, Ermia is there and, and is making things better, uh, higher highs and better lows. So it was also a little awkward because the, the attention part of it was uncomfortable and you know, I might also not have been dressed the way I would have been dressed had I known, you know, what was going on. But <laughs> but I, I made my peace with it for a couple of reasons. One is that it actually helped. We, we actually started recruiting at an even higher rate for new members of the compliance community. We got to we, Our goal was someday to get to 100. We got to over 100 inside of the first year, over 200. And we got a spike right after that. But the other thing was that it was a point of pride for my campus. I have such wonderful partners, most notably Jen Anderson, whom I know you know, who is my partner in crime for pretty much everything. But the, our whole network of relationships across campus, we work with about 34 units. And, and just my whole set of relationships across campus, people legitimately took pride in the fact that Ermia, which is held in such high esteem on our campus, and I know so many of them, that they would recognize us this in this way. And it really was a team effort. I'm the one who got to be there for the moment, but it reflected so much by so many that it was it was an honor uh, for us and it, it really meant something to our campus. It's just hard to acknowledge receipt of an award from Ermia because none of us can even close to contribute as much as what we get back. So I, I have to say, you know, it, it's, it, that part was really personally challenging and, and, and especially so because Jenny, the compliance community exists not just because of my efforts or our colleagues, but really because of, of you. I reached out because I wanted to find a place where we could just meet and I thought we would help steer more people to the Ermia annual meeting. And I didn't even know there were communities at Ermia. I mean, I knew it's a community. <laughs> partnered with me and we created this this the only higher education compliance association still to this day. And so it's something that really means a lot to me. And so that is what the award now represents. And I'll always be grateful for that and above all for Ermia. Well, gosh, Jeff, that, that was 
a lot of kind words there. And I mean, Ermia wouldn't be anything without our volunteers like you and like Marge and so many others. But, you know, in it, going back to my year of gratitude, you know, what Ermia does and in, in getting people together, I mean, I always think that I have, you know, a dream job in many aspects because I get to work with passionate people who love what they do and care so much about what they do that they, you know, they volunteer time to, to work with, with me and the other staff members and to, to get things off the ground, like the, the compliance community. And I mean, I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a huge strength of the risk management role. I mean, so many risk managers have compliance in their responsibility now. So, I mean, if we created this cohort group where they can get together and share best practices and you know it's just a wonderful thing and I'm really thankful that you got it off the ground and I'm going to give a shout out to Luke Fakora because he was president then as well so it was kind of a partnership of the board and you and me and everybody to kind of kind of get it going but I'm so happy to see it flourishing so um, Marge getting back to the the visionary award I mean how what would you suggest an average member think about when thinking about maybe somebody to nominate for that award let's see I mean I would say think about a problem that you had and a solution that was developed by somebody within Ermia because that's what we're looking for, is people that are that recognize the need, fill the need. So if you can think of anybody who has been really creative, gone above and beyond to try to come up with solutions for something that a lot of us face, that would be the right person to nominate. Awesome. And I want to mention that all of our awards can be found on the Ermia website under the membership tab or under honors and awards. So thanks for that summary on the Visionary Award. And let's talk about the second new award that the, that the committee created last year. That, that is called the Volunteer Excellence and Volunteering Award. So I know the board just approved both of these at the October board meeting. And, and we, already, we had kind of a pre-submission about Jeff. <laughs> so we were able to get that done in Seattle. You've got to like, uh, develop this award. Can you please approve it? Because we're giving it away in a couple of days. In a couple of days. <laughs> That's a, a a really good use of the board time and energy. That I love those kind of initiatives when they come up and the board just passes it because it's just it's the right thing to do. So that was good timing. But the this will really be the first year we're marketing about the excellence in volunteering award. Can can you speak to that one a little bit? Sure. It's really a kind of it's I kind of liken it to the face of Ermia Award. So. Who is there a member out there that is constantly doing things for Armia? It could be volu- you know, sitting on committees, volunteering at conferences. You see them at the at the check-in desk. They might write something for one of our publications. They may, you know, constantly be answering questions on the listserv. They could be, you know, doing mentorship. They could be, you know, just participating in special projects. Anybody that's always like, sure, I'll help. What can I do? Where Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? I'm there. And this one is nice because it's open, not just institutional members. This could be an affiliate member as well that's eligible for this type of award. So it's a little bit of a different slant, which is kind of cool. But, and it's not, you know, it's people, like I said, we, we wanted, the committee wanted to fill a need because a lot of the awards are geared toward people who have been around a really long time, might be at the end of their, you know, careers or towards the end of their careers. But this is something that a newbie or someone in their mid-career <clears throat> would absolutely be suitable for just people that you're always seeing helping out and you know I know I have a few ideas in my own mind about who might be deserving of this award but would love to get nominees from the community 
Yeah, uh, me too. And I know after the board meeting we had a week or two ago, I got several emails from people that said, I'm going to nominate so-and-so. I'm going to nominate so-and-so. And I'm like, bring it on. The more the merrier, please. I love to hear that kind of excitement. I mean, we want to celebrate each other. I mean, really, that's a big reason why associations like Ermia exist. We want to celebrate our members and, and find good reasons to do it. So again, um, everybody should consider nominating somebody for the Excellence in Volunteering Award. Now let's switch to the other the other two biggies, the, the long-term, or the, there are three actually, three other <laughs> awards that we have. Should we start with the Distinguished Risk Manager? Sure. This is one of my favorites because it's so secret. Nobody knows who wins it except for the committee. The president doesn't even know unless the president's on the committee. So it's really it's really super secret and it's fun to know who won and watch them as their little nomination speech gets read up there and, and try to figure out exactly when they figured out, wait, they're talking about me. So this is just, it's, it's as it sounds, it's the Distinguished Risk Manager Award. So it's, it's someone who has been outstanding in the field of risk management, especially in higher ed risk management. It's you know, it, it's my favorite award to, to give out, and it's always fun actually researching the background of the people to, to put together that little nomination, or it's actually, it's not a nomination speech, it's a award speech at the conference. Yeah, and this, the secretness, that preceded me, I think, ever since Ermi has been awarding this Distinguished Risk Manager Award. And um, obviously, Jeff, you know that we, we, tr- we did the same thing <laughs> when we did the Visionary Award. And it does make it really super fun. I mean, kind of stressful <laughs> from the behind the scenes because, you know, the person doesn't know. And then you, know, <laughs> you have to keep it a secret and you have to make sure they're in the room. And there's a lot of, a lot of behind the scenes things that go on here. So the deadline for most of these, I believe, is July 15th, right, Marge? Yep, the Distinguished Risk Manager, as well as the Emeritus that we'll talk about in a minute, those are both July 15th nominations deadlines. Would be helpful, obviously, to have the, if you've got a visionary awardee you have in mind or an excellence in volunteering to get those in by July 15th, too. We want to present those at the conference in Indianapolis, and we just need time to, you know, go through the whole process and put it all together, so. Awesome. And the, on the Distinguished Risk Manager page, you can see a list of everybody who's been awarded, because I do get that question this time of year. Oh, has so-and-so received that award or is so-and-so not? So that, that whole listing is there. If you don't know all the details about your person, you can you can either call me in advance and I can give you some of that information, or you can ask in the application for the home office to, to at least do do some digging from our, our own database because we, we do have quite a bit of data on, on most of our members, at least, you know, things they've attended and presentations that they've done. So we can do some of that legwork for you. Just to note that only institutional members are eligible for DRM, not affiliate members. Absolutely. Thank you for clarifying that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and let's switch gears to the Emeritus Award. All right. So the Emeritus Award is an award that's given out to people who have recently retired from a full-time higher ed institutional member risk management position. They have to be retired by the by the beginning of the annual conference and like completely retired. They can't be employed at all in the field of risk management. So if they're working as a consultant to their school or you know some other service provider that they won't be eligible for that. But it's it's for a recent retiree who's provided exemplary service to the to the organization either you know 
like we talked about before, volunteering, serving on the board, serving as a president, on committees, that type of stuff. So we want them to have contributed to higher education risk management, and we try to not be so jealous that they're fully retired and don't have to contribute to higher education risk management any longer. <laughs> and we all know, I mean, the three of us certainly know that we've seen a a bunch of folks that are fortunate enough to retire in the last 12 months. So I know we have several people that should be nominated. So if anybody falls into that category, in Ermia a few years back, it's probably even five years ago, we the board decided to offer any emeritus honoree a $500 stipend to help at least offset some of their travel costs to get them to the conference. So keep that in mind. If you would like to nominate someone that we will give them a little bit of help to get to the conference. Yeah, because we would like them there to uh, receive the award in person. And I do agree with you, Jenny. I suspect the committee is going to be very, very busy reviewing applications for that award this year. There are a lot of really great people that retired in the last 12 months. Okay, and now we're saving kind of the best for last. We created these Ermia Service Awards, and this has probably been maybe five, seven years ago, and these are super special, kind of extraordinary, once-in-a-lifetime once kind of awards. Come, Can you speak to those now, Marge? Sure. These are two awards that they're absolutely not awarded annually. Like, you know, the DRM is usually annually, Emeritus is usually annually. This, these two awards are not awarded annually because it really is a rare occasion where someone would deserve them. So the, there's there's two, one that's geared towards institutional members, which is the Larry Stevens Lifetime Achievement Award, and one that is uh, geared towards affiliate members, which is called the Outstanding Service Recognition Award. So both of them are to honor members who have contributed substantially to Ermia for really a, a long, what's the word I'm thinking of, like a long tail, a long, uh, long length of time service to Ermia and to higher education risk management in general. Obviously one from the institutional perspective and one from the affiliate perspective. So it should be somebody who's who doesn't need to be retired but close to the end of a career. Um, I believe there's a 20 year for institutional, you have to be working in the industry for 20 years. And, oh, actually for both in the, in the um, industry for 20 years. So it's someone who's been around for a long time and has for the institutional members leadership within Ermia participation in all the conf in conferences and presentations and publications and all that from a, an affiliate member, a thought leader, someone who's contributed a lot to higher education risk management from that perspective, white papers, issue advocacy, all of those. So, and obviously we want people that are of high character, of high quality, or, or respect, everyone is, is respected by others has a lot of enthusiasm for the industry, especially in higher ed. Motivation, they, you know, they motivate others, they bring people up, you know, just really great people that have served both the industry and the organization for a long, long period of time. Well, wow, that was a mouthful. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, that was great. I mean, it, it's a, yeah, we do. We have a lot of awards and I, I hope that we have planted some seeds here for future nominations. Again, the deadline on almost all of these is July 15th. Sooner the better, you know, start early, submit often. <laughs> As I said earlier, the more the merrier. Any questions? Go, go ahead, March. I'll add one comment though. I will add one comment because I know someone had asked me about, well, what if I think somebody already has been nominated? Should I nominate them myself? And we said, absolutely especially when it comes to like a DRM or something like that, or actually any of the awards, because 
the if there are multiple nominations, they could be addressing different elements of the potential recipient. So as many re, um, nominations for the same person as we get, it really allows us to see the entire picture and round it out. So don't worry about if you think someone else is working on a nomination, get your own in anyway. Yeah, and I, I reiterate too that even if you don't have all the information that you you know that you need i can help and the ermia office can help we can do some intel afterwards we really need to get the process started with the nomination so so please don't be afraid to submit something that's not you know paragraph after paragraph of of people we want we want this to be a a simple process for you the members we know that you're all super busy still <laughs> so if i can make that easier for anybody i i will definitely try to help well gosh guys this has been great i think we've raised awareness about our honors and awards program it was great to see you both here today any closing comments you know you you're right you can, we can't do it without our volunteers and also why why would we want to do it without them there's so much talent knowledge wisdom and and some battle scars that all of us have so yeah I, I couldn't agree more and there are so many to think that it's it's hard to even name names but but yeah Armia is, is a gem I was going to add that I had two thoughts as I was sitting and thinking about all this one is July is going to be here so the deadline is like next week and myself that and the second thing is i can't I, i'm now even more excited than ever for the annual conference there's so many reasons to be excited but the ceremony and and to see how people especially folks who are toward the end of their career the drm award you know and how genuinely moved they are and we all seem to sort of get an outbreak of allergy attack in the room at those killer but but you know it, it is so good to be able to celebrate all the different aspects of the awards put specific faces and examples to it, but the reality is it's a way for us to collectively celebrate and elevate our industry and allow us to, to stand on each other's shoulders and try to go ever higher. So it's so important, and, and uh, I just really do hope we'll, we'll uh, be generous with their nominations and especially timely. So let's get on those. Thanks, Jeff. That was awesome. <laughs> that is, that's, that's very well put. And the other thing is come make sure you attend the award ceremony, too. If you're at the conference come in and watch watch your colleagues be honored and and rewarded for what they've done and i think jenny are we splitting that up a little bit this year we're not doing it the same way we've done it in the past we are yeah we're going to break up the the awards over all the general sessions so we'll have a general session monday morning mid-morning tuesday luncheon session on wednesday so we're yeah we're, we're not going to we're not going to do it all over the lunch on Tuesday, which we historically have done. So we'll do a couple of them at the first session on Monday, a couple of them maybe at lunch on Monday. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we plan to spread it out to, to celebrate in, at separate events. So, yeah, that was some feedback we got last year that it, it could be a long, long luncheon. <laughs> we get to spread the glee over multiple days, which is great. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to be it for Ermia Matters. This is a wrap. All right. Thank you very much, Jenny. We're grateful for you. <laughs> Thank you. You've been listening to Ermia Matters. You can find more information about Ermia at www.urmia.org. For more information about this episode, check out the show notes available to Ermia members in the Ermia Network Library.